solemnly swear that I am up to no good. Bum, bum, ba, bum, 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 bum. Chapter 32, The Elder Wand. Welcome to another episode. I'm Alex. I'm Molly. And this Thanks is Potter Watch. my window did they know that I moved yeah well owls know everything oh they do their magic we had a lovely owl come in from a um longtime listener longtime fan Miriam oh Miriam written in before um she's like I'm a few episodes behind I'll just read the I'll read the letter instead of trying to summarize it um Hello, Potter Watch. I'm a couple episodes behind. I do apologize. I did see the Instagram story about Sour and I wholeheartedly meant to respond, but I didn't. Again, I'm sorry. I'm currently catching up on the podcast and I thought the next episode was the Sour episode. So here are my thoughts on the album before I listen. So if we all remember Potter Watch Radio Hour, Sour, such a goodie. So Brutal, she says, is Harry to Cho while she dates Cedric. Ooh, I love that twist. Not a twist, but like <laughs> I love Harry singing brutal. It's perfect for fifth book Harry. So yeah. much drama, so much angst. Um, traitor Hermione to Ron while he dates Lavender. I think that's mm-hmm. basically what we said. Driver's license tonks to Lupin. I think I said that. Did you? I'm having a hard time remembering now. I think I said that. One step forward, three steps back, pansy to Draco. Deja vu. In a really fucked up way, the song reminded me of Cedric and Cho because Cho tries to do things with Harry that she did with Cedric. Oh, that's so good. That's so good. She And because I'm, I'm assuming she's not a very like fan fiction person, she went very canon. Yeah. Which made me, which is like so realistic. I love that. Yeah um good for you lavender ron or i imagine sirius being a player and all the girls who are into him singing that when he moved on i hope that made sense that's cute um enough for you snape to lily i think we said one of us said something like that um maybe it was me happier jenny to harry but before they dated her just holding on and hoping he doesn't find someone who makes him happier than she could that's really cute and very sad um Harry could never find anyone as good as you Jenny don't worry (laughs) (laughs) um speaking of jealousy jealousy Harry to Cho Mm. although I feel like that could also be Cho to Harry um favorite crime Tonks to Lupin and Mm -hmm. Hope you're okay. This one's a a different one. Luna to Draco. Oh my God. I will cry. I love that. That is so, I like, I love that that she went with like very different ones than we did. No, wait. I love that Luna and Draco one because it's like, oh, sorry. In fan fiction a lot, Luna and Draco become friends after the manor and stuff. And, and, and it's always like Luna reaching out to Draco. And of course. 
oh well of course and Draco's like he's so like grumpy because he just feels so guilty and she's always like I think that we could be friends so like her, her singing like I hope that you're okay like I didn't know you and we're not like we don't stay in contact and we weren't even that good of friends then but like I saw how hurt you were when I was there and I just I hope wherever you are you're Sorry, I love that. Thank you, Miriam. That touched my soul. I was just gonna say, I feel like she's like in the fifth book feelings right now, but she just said I was also re-listening to the sixth book. So um, I hope Ramilda um, apologized to Ron for getting him poisoned. <laughs> oh, maybe I think we must have said that around that time. Um, just hope all is well, so. Thank you so much, Miriam. That was a delight and a half. Love it. A great hoot hoot. I hope you like our uh, choices and write us back again if you have any thoughts on what we discussed. Yeah, and if you're hearing this, would love to hear your Casey Musgrave takes, your hot takes. <laughs> It's just funny because I don't know if she listens to Casey Musgraves. No, like this episode. Well, it's just because we just did those. Oh, I see. I got you. I got well. I'm, I'm there. Yes, I'm sorry. I'm there. I'm with you. No, I don't know if you recall, but we did our watch radio hour for Casey Musgraves. Oh, I do remember. There was a bit of a mix up and then we, we fixed it. Um but we're all better for it. We are. So um, that's just a reminder. Also, we do read the owls um, and they should come to us directly um, at. Some of them seem to be getting lost, but it's so rare for owls to get lost these days. So just like make sure you're giving your owls that you're their treats. You're treating them nicely. And um, you know, if they're like Errol, maybe they're like a house pet and not a house deliverer, you know? Podcast Potter Watch at Gmail if you need to tell your owl where to go. Thank you. All right. Well, on that note, we will um Duro slide right on down. That's okay. a ref to the book. <laughs> I think I said the spell right. Maybe I didn't. It starts with a D. No, I think, I mean, I'm not going to question you. We don't do quizzes anymore, and that's for good. <laughs> yeah, it is Duro. Okay. We are doing chapter 32, The Elder Wand. The Elder Wand. Which I don't think is the most apt name. I think yeah, you can no. do better. Especially since we don't even get the, like, big big reveal about the elder right wand. yeah like it's the fake out reveal about the elder wand what um what did you come up with um mine is more apt but a spoiler so my my rename is only for people that have read the book sure it's called mistaken master Oh, that's good. I wanted to come up with something like that. I really wanted to do um, like death of a salesman, but like death of a spy man. 
none of the spy would have been fine, but just the spy man. That wasn't my rename. I asked Griffin, I was like, is there like a word for spy that's like, like salesman, like that ends in man or whatever? <laughs> he said secret agent man. That was his suggestion. Death of a secret agent man. man. <laughs> so instead I did the last enemy that shall be destroyed. Oh. Um. Do you want me to sum up the chat? Yeah. Um, maybe it's best that I go first. Mine my... kind of ends on a joke. Yeah, that seems it'll be better than mine. Okay. <laughs> mine is heavily relying on rhyme to, to do the work. Same. As yeah. always. <laughs> um, as the ending nears, our past friends and foes appear. The loss of a deer. <laughs> I love that. I was unexpected and I loved it. <laughs> and it's so abruptly. The loss of a deer. A deer, deer. <laughs> I wanted to do deer, deer. It was too many. It was too many. I forgot there is a line in here that you're going to love. <clears throat> okay. Okay. <laughs> Valdi just hiding. Friends, 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 we're still fighting. Snape's final lie-ing. Just so we get the rhyming. <laughs> oh my God, that was really good. I mean, it started with Valdi just hiding. No, no, no. Friends, 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 we're still fighting. That was awesome. That's that a good for you. That's a good line. Speaking of our girl Luna. Um, oh. <clears throat> so the chapter starts with like really doubling down. Yeah, I said, wow, we started off in the heat of sadness. Just the thick of it. I also feel like it's just, again, rude because I would like to stay in a place of denial and we're just making sure that we all know what just happened in the last chapter, which- Multiple times in this chapter, are we reminded in verbatim words that Fred is dead and I don't like it. Like even once we move past this area, Harry says more times, Fred's dead. And I'm like, hey, we know. We know we are trying to have all of our notes not be, oh my God, Fred's dead. And like, why is Percy being fucking heartbreaking? Like, yeah. I'm heartbroken reading, like, Percy. Ripping me to shreds. Percy, and then Harry being like, I thought Ron and Hermione were making out again. No, nope. no, no, he didn't say making out. I know what he says. I didn't, I didn't. <laughs> it's uncomfortable embracing again Harry <laughs> I had to note that I just moved past the embracing I was like Harry what's going on there with that choice of language but like but shit is getting real I know 
And I'm like double in denial because it means that this part of the podcast is ending soon. So like I'm taking my notes and I'm trying not to be emotional, but I am just like, um, excuse me, how are we already here? Um, I tried to keep this chapter, like my notes are kind of light. Same. Like, uh-huh. well, after oh Ron exclamation point frowny face I think they do stay a little bit yeah it's a really good moment though like him being like oh yeah our plan doesn't feel like we're doing anything which I think Harry has already struggled with a lot yeah and I think and I mean I also just think that's I mean, yes, I don't, I've never been in war. And so this is about to, you know, I'm about to be making a lot of generalizations. I don't know anything about war. I know that sometimes you're in war with, and then the people that you're in war with are your friends, are your family, and you do have to keep moving. But like, (laughs) this is Ron's literal family that he's known his entire life. And he just has to like, he gets no time to mourn. They just have to pick up and keep moving. Yeah. And I think that is awful. Which I think he would even be like, I don't need to mourn right now, but I need to get like- I need to be active. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, I need to like kill Death Eaters. I need to, you know, I need to feel like I'm doing something. And yeah, I totally understand where Ron's coming from. I think it is a totally fair reaction and response from Ron. It just does break my heart and I think that this moment with the three of them which we're like running out of our like trio moments Mm -hmm. um really sums up their characters like once again like we've been kind of seeing them like shine in this book in Mm -hmm. some good ways and obviously bad ways but like Harry's like like into action immediately Ron is like acting on emotions and Hermione's like in between both yeah like I am also like grieving with you and like think about how you will ultimately get what you are looking for in this moment kind of yeah and so it's just like Um, really nice to show them in their in their respective elements even though it's like a horrible moment well I feel the same way about this whole chapter where I feel like we're getting all of these little things from the past books, like the spiders, the giants, the booba tuber, the, yeah, the, you know, we're getting all of the history coming back and some in good ways, some in very bad ways. And it's just like really taking you through the books. And I think it's such good writing. And I think the movie does an incredible job of that too. Because like, while I was reading it, I was listening to this part in the, the soundtrack that they play when they're the three of them are just like walking through all of the different parts of the battle. And then like the spiders are coming and the build like Hogwarts is falling down. And then you see like, Oliver Wood flying into the Quidditch pitch to help out and it's I think it does a really good job the movie of translating the feeling of this chapter of just getting everything back yeah so I know we're not there yet but I just it I haven't it's been a long time since I've read this chapter in the book and like had such a clear thought in my head of oh I know exactly what inspired them from to do the movie in that way 
And I think both are very effective. You made me like appreciate the chapter way more describing it that way. Cause I definitely picked up on some of the, the like callbacks, but not as many as you just said, cause you're right. Like we have Trelawney like throwing the, the things and yeah, all with that. the plants and, and then you get um, even like, I mean, I don't want to spoil shit. all of, all of our notes, but like Luna and Seamus and Ernie, like it, it just. You're it right. All, I think you can probably find something from every book in this yeah it, it it just it like it warmed it warmed my heart peeves which is my next note p even peeves i love that you have peeves back and he's helping hogwarts like that's his home too Ugh. i do i love that peeves like i don't i mean i think we had some reason to like question where peeves's loyalty was but like it was just comforting to know where he stood <laughs> yes correct correct um, I actually was just saying, I, my next note was like, this chapter has actually always bothered me. Not that part, like all of them, like in the midst of battle is fine. It's all of the Voldemort stuff that I always found like a lot of flaws with, and it felt very contrived, but I'll kind of probably get to that as we go. But the first one was like, I just can't even like physically imagine him just like sitting in the shrieking shack. Also, my main question is, does he wear shoes? And if so, what do they look like? Because I can't picture him wearing shoes. In the movie, he doesn't wear shoes. And I think that's a good call. I think I, so too. He, it, like, he's very natural. And I think that's why sitting feels so weird. Because you just don't picture him doing like mundane, normal things like that. Yeah, which I I know I've mentioned that before because it's always something that's like bothered me. It's so like, why the sex, it's why him having a kid doesn't make sense because like I can't picture him having sex and not in a like dirty way. Just like I just, it's like too normal. He's not human. <laughs> right. No, like, and I guess like if anything, he's going to sit in a chair. Like it just seems so weird that he's like sitting on the floor with like Lucius Malfoy. <laughs> like, yeah, that's not happening. What are they doing? Sitting crisscross applesauce, playing duck, duck, goose? I don't think so. Um, But I, like, again, going back to like seeing Lucius like this and like how far he has spiraled down is like so visceral, like this image right. of him. I also don't want to give him too much credit or points, but he is sort of, he is pleading and like putting his life on the line for Draco here. Like, yeah. <clears throat> I mean, I don't, that doesn't surprise me though, because I think even in all of his stuff, like he does always, he like clearly cares about Lucius. He's just like not a great parent. Oh, you mean Draco? Lucius cares about Draco. Oh, yes. Sorry. <laughs> yes. I just wanted to make sure Lucius. you weren't like Voldemort does care about Lucius. I'm like, does he? I don't think so. I don't know about that. I think if he cared about him, he would kill him. <laughs> like, he's, like, doing worse. To, like, he's, like, yeah. torturing him. Yeah. Um, Draco pleading with the Death Eaters. <laughs> and Look, this whole scene just made me, like, I know we're in a sad moment, but this was, like, a reprieve of laughter for me on so many levels it hit me on multiple Draco pleading with the Death Eaters and being like please I'm one of you like no and then Harry having to save him again and then 
Draco turning around with heart, hard eyes, looking for his grand savior, and then Ron punching him in the face. Incredible work. And then him being like, this is the second time we've saved your life. So good. That part always make, cracks me up because it's so Ron and it's, it's so deserved. Like, Draco, get it together. I have always wondered, though, like, is he fighting one side or the other in this moment or is he literally just trying to like leave I think he's trying to leave I actually don't think like after the room of requirement that he is fighting anymore. I don't even think he has a wand right I think he's just trying to like get out yeah I think so too um but I did always wonder that because I kind of thought like oh maybe he's actually like trying to help the order but like and then that's why he's like, oh, wait, no, no, don't worry. I'm like with you all. But I don't actually think he even has a wand. So I don't think he's doing Yeah, I think like if he was on any one side, like I think mentally he wants like Voldemort, like we were saying, talking about last week, we, he yeah. wants Voldemort to fail, I think ultimately. But I don't think he is actively doing anything to assist in that fail- failure. I think he's just trying to run away. Yeah. Like, maybe if he had a wand, things would be different. But I honestly don't think he... I think he has too high self-preservation to try and, like, openly help the Order. Yeah, and he doesn't, like, care about helping the Order, like what you're saying. He just cares about it ending. Right. Um, Neville just throwing plants. God bless. (laughs) Like, I get it. That's one of our things that, like, we're calling back. Neville loves herbology. I don't know if this is the most practical defense, but, like, maybe. Who knows? I think it's, you gotta use every, everything you got, you know? I know. I just, like, Neville got good at magic, so I don't know why he's just throwing plants, but I love it. You know, he's- He's throwing a plan. He's doing a curse. You know, he's doing what he can. You know, he's doing them all, doing it all. Um, so we get the Fenrir scene with Lavender, and it is fucking brutal the way that they describe Lavender. Like rereading it this time. Can we get a little a reread, please? Yeah. Um, Two bodies fell from the balcony overhead as they reached the ground and a grey blur that Harry took for an animal sped four-legged across the hall to sink its teeth into one of the fallen. No! shrieked Hermione, and with a deafening blast from her wand, Fenrir Greyback was thrown backward from the feebly stirring body of Lavender Brown. Ugh. But I do love that it's Hermione that, like, so aggressively goes to save Lavender. Me too. We love women supporting other women. Um, but the fact that she's moving leads me to believe that she's alive. Yeah, I like the canon that she, um, is a werewolf now and alive. I don't know if she's a werewolf, though. I I don't know. I'm just saying I like that canon. Like, I don't, we'll have to maybe phone a friend, Dr. Paz. Like, if he just, like, sunk his teeth in, like, is that enough to transfer? I think so. Like, How else would you turn into turn another werewolf? I think you could do it even from a scratch with some werewolves, depending on your werewolf lore. 
and he like bites her a lot i think no it she, just it doesn't even actually say that he does it says harry took for four an animal sped four-legged across the hall to sink its teeth into one of the fallen it doesn't even say that he succeeded because i think hermione's blast got him mm. but yeah movie canon well movie she's dead but are you really bringing movie canon in right now I'm just saying he definitely does bite her in the movie because when Hermione blasts him in the movie, uh, her neck comes up bloody. That's what I'm just saying. I just like the canon that she's a vampire. I think it's, I mean, not a vampire, a werewolf. I think it's fun for Lavender. I think it's very not her. So she has to like go through a bunch. I don't know. I just like it. In fan fiction, it gives you more to work with. It's more conflict. Sure. Okay, Mom. I'm living in the but, real world. <laughs> I'm sorry. You have no specific details on the moment. It's iffy on if she even survives. I just read the details. It's, also, yeah, I'm kidding know. that like this isn't even like the real world. Like this is still <laughs> a fictional universe. <laughs> no, this is the real world. Excuse me. Um, <clears throat> to bring it down. I have a question for all of the readers out there, including you. Did everyone also grieve Hagrid at this moment? Because Harry's like, Hagrid was led off to his presumed death. Yeah. And like, moved on. We all moved on. I panicked. I was not okay. I remember reading that and being like, I'm already dealing with what just happened. Well, that's what I'm saying. It comes right after Fred. So you think when Harry says death, that Hagrid is dying. Right. Like, why did you have to have Harry think that? Like, I'm so happy that that's not what happened. But like, why are we doing red herrings at this stage? (laughs) And then you get grop. And I'm like, oh no, this is all too much for me. We didn't need it's that all, flashback. <laughs> all too much. Okay, but I do have a note to Hagrid because I, as myself, know that he's not dying. So, okay, let's have it. Do Why you are we leaving the spiders? Yeah, Hagrid, let go of the fucking spiders. This is not the time. Stop telling people not to attack the spiders. The spiders are trying to eat the people protecting their lives in this school. Hagrid, stop. Sincerely, Alex, uh, one half of the Potter Watch duo. I'll, I'll sign my name to that. Sincerely, the Potter Watch duo. The Potter Witches. <laughs> Should we rebrand? Oh my God! <laughs> He made some choices. Like, whose side are you on, Hagrid? When he said, don't hurt them, I was like, Hagrid, absolutely not. (laughs) I was so upset. They already tried to murder you. And this is not even, like, it would be different if Aragog came, like, 
stumbling in here in his old age like okay that's your old friend I get it you've been through a lot together Aragog is dead so gone so these are just some random byproduct spiders they could be anyone yeah so just stop Hagrid I don't have names I do like though that the spiders um are not um, fighting for either side. They are fighting for the side of chaos. Are they? I was, I like breezed past the spiders. Well, it says later um, that, um, <laughs> that uh, they are attacking Death Eaters and uh, Hogwarts students alike. They I just like, like that. I know. I just like that they're like, um, we're, we smelled fresh meat. We're here to get whatever dinner we can. That feels accurate. Kind of like the giants. They're just like walking through. Yeah. And which makes sense because like Voldemort doesn't care about his team. Correct. And neither does Hagrid apparently. Yikes. Wow. I was annoyed. I was annoyed. I'm like grieving his death. (laughs) I know he doesn't die. I'll be sad with him in two chapters when he's carrying Harry's lifeless body. Yikes. We have so much to look forward to. (laughs) Gotcha. That's a great gotcha moment though, you know. Gotcha. Um, we get a really wholesome moment though with the DA. We um oh I'm not quite there yet. Oh. I'm at Dementors, to yeah. which I said, um, can't forget the sweet, sweet call of a Dementor's depression, because then Harry goes into a depressing spiral of sadness featuring he almost welcomed the feeling of despair, the feeling of no feeling. No thank you. That's why we needed the wholesome moment. Now where I'm at the wholesome moment. But I just, oh, and that's also where Harry talks about Fred dying again. So I just wanted to say that I was like. like noted? It's been noted. It's been noted, and now I'm really, really sad that we brought the depression metaphor back in the middle of us grieving. Um, also, yeah, are the dementors targeting a specific group? I know I think they are. I do think that because remember, Voldemort has said that the dementors have like he's promised the Dementors souls so I think he is fighting for Voldemort I also think of those three creatures that are showing up here they're the most easy to negotiate with yeah definitely like the giants I don't think would fall for Voldemort's like they know that Voldemort's not gonna give them more land and that he doesn't care about them also, I mean more that they're like, just because of how they move, like they don't really know who they're stepping on. Yeah, right. But I'm saying in general, I don't think that the giants, well, I guess some of them are trying to be recruited by Voldemort's side, but I don't, I just didn't feel like they were falling for it, you know? Yeah, I don't know. But anyway, I do love this wholesome moment. Luna? <laughs> 
with Loon, Loonbug. This makes me want like to see Luna as a teacher at Hogwarts. Oh my gosh, that would be so sweet as the Care of Magical Creatures teacher. Like she's so encouraging. She's like, yes, that's right. You've got it. Like. I love her so much. I'm going to put in the Jim Dale quote here where she says. And then a silver hare, a boar and a fox soared past Harry, Ron and Hermione's heads. The Dementors fell back before the creature's approach. Three more people had arrived out of the darkness to stand beside them, their wands outstretched, continuing to cast their Patronuses. Luna, Ernie, and Seamus. That's right, said Luna encouragingly, as if they were back in the room of requirement, and this was simply spell practice for the DA. That's right, Harry. Come on, think of something happy. Something happy, he said, his voice cracked. We're all still here, she whispered. We're still fighting. Come on now. There was a silver spark, then a wavering light, and then, with the greatest effort it had ever cost him, the stag burst from the end of Harry's wand. Friends, 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 we're all still fighting. We needed that moment. I love her so much. She's such a sweet bean. Yeah, we did need that moment. <laughs> Um, and then we get this comedic line. Are you a wizard or what? Biggest callback of them all. Yeah. And it's followed so, by Wingardium Leviosa. Leviosa. Now, I, know, I like this chapter. I feel like this chapter is well done. It's just like one after the other. I like it up until literally this point. And it's moving quickly. Yeah. Because my question is... One of my questions is, what, what is their plan? Like, how are they planning on getting to the snake? Because it just seems like literally the most buck wild thing that they are just standing like feet away from Voldemort, like just like peeping his conversations. And is they're just like, they're right there. Like, it doesn't feel right that they're so close to him. Like, I don't know. There's just something about that that just... I don't know if this scares me, but. <laughs> I think it makes sense because now they have to plot when to, they are waiting for Nagini to, I think it makes sense that they're there. They know we, because they just said they have to get Nagini before they yeah. can kill them. And like, I don't know what else they would do, but like, like how would they, like, obviously they don't kill the snake here, but like, what, what were they going to do? <laughs> think they were going to try and cause distraction I don't know maybe this is play some wizards chess I don't know <laughs> um yeah it just seems like this is the first time that Harry is going after Voldemort right like yeah physically like he's yeah I think honestly what the most logical plan which is what they might have done but um, they had to wait for this Snape conversation to end because if Snape left, they might have had a chance is for Harry to start dueling with Voldemort and then for Ron and Hermione to try and get the snake while Voldemort is distracted. Yeah, I had to kind of just assume that they thought that like this was it. Like even though we know in the book, like yeah. this was not it. Yeah, they did. They think they did. They thought this was like the big ending. Yeah, which makes sense. That's not really like my biggest 
issue with the chapter. It was just like, it felt like almost disconcerting that they were just like standing near him. And like, he didn't know that they were there. Like, I don't know. It's like the hide and go seek thing. It really scared me. <laughs> yeah. Um. Um, I just said um, at this point, because I know what's coming, I'm not ready because Voldemort keeps prepping his convo with Snape. It's like listening to uh, Sirius and Lupin try and tell the tale of Peter Pettigrew. Like they just keep, he just keeps teasing it. It's just kill the man already. Um, but if you're listening to the audiobook, drink every time Snape says, let me go find the boy. Yeah, let me go find it. Snape's like, I gotta get the fuck out of here. It's but like, I also think Snape could have dueled Voldemort and gotten away. Like he can sense what's happening, right? Um, I think he knows that he wouldn't be able to beat Voldemort. I don't think he can beat him, but I think he's clever enough to try and like fly or like get duel him long enough to try and get away. He doesn't even try and fight. Well, that's, I think I said this like on the sacking of Severus Snape, like he's done. He's ready to die. Yeah. You did say that. It just like, it did. And I know I've had my redemption or whatever with like, I don't love Snape, you know, the way I did. But I still think he's a great character and it just, it does suck to watch him like, just like die, you know? Like, it's really sad to see him so desperate because he is like kind of desperate. Like he's saying like, let me go do this thing, but I don't think he wants to fight, I guess. And I I think like, he's kind of like, yeah, I want to get this message to Harry basically. But like, I'm like, I can't, I can't keep doing this. And I don't think he wants to even reveal, I don't even think he wants to give Voldemort, not even give Voldemort the satisfaction, but I don't even think he wants to like say, you know, he was a double eight. Like, I don't even think he wants to do that. Like, I don't know. I I don't know. Like, cause I I mean, you're right. And I agree with you. My face isn't (laughs) me disagreeing. It just like, I think you're right though, that there is clearly like this desperation that we just like makes me sad. (laughs) I don't know. This part always gets me. It always makes me sad. I cried when I watched in the movie. I just think it's just sad to watch him go this way and without anybody knowing that he was actually on the good side. And I know that Harry is going to tell his story, but it does, it does upset me. Um, I, I think one flaw that Snape made here was like, if he knew he was going to go to talk to Voldemort, why didn't he make a plan before he left? Yeah, or to go talk to Harry first, because he must know, like, I agree with Voldemort saying, you're you're smart, Severus, you must have figured this out. Right. Like, yeah, if Snape's being beckoned to Voldemort right now, he knows. Yeah, but I think it's more dramatic this way with the tears. Take them. Take them. But, like, what would have happened... If, like, what would that look like if he tried to find Harry? 
And like, well, let's move past the part where Harry's like trying to curse him or whatever. Like we, we get that. Like we know how Harry's going to react, but like, if he actually gets a moment to be like, here, like take this, like if he does the like memory thing, cause I just don't think Snape is capable of like saying yeah, it. I don't think he's going to talk it out. No. <laughs> I think he would just like shove it into his hand and be like, here, like you need to know this before before you move forward or something. Yeah, I honestly, he might even let Harry kill him. I don't know. He might, like, like it might be, like, um, like, fine, kill me. But first, or this is important, you know, watch this, look, you know, something like that. Go to the pen, Steve. Dumbledore's orders. I don't know. Yeah. Um, and I honestly think Harry would believe him just because Dumbledore is like, <laughs> so like, it just makes sense that Dumbledore would do something like that. I don't think he would be quite thinking about that, like in the moment, but I think his curiosity would be enough to be like, well, I'm at least going to see what this is. Right. Uh-oh. Um, like he does trust him here enough to like take the memories and be like, yeah you know, or I guess not trust, but he's curious enough here. Um, I just think, okay, just hear me out. If Snape would have attacked, like seen them there, do you think he would have attacked Voldemort knowing that he had other people to help? a good question well I was actually going to ask kind of a similar one or one that would help me respond to that question is does he know what does he know of either a the horcruxes or b the elder ones like does did he know that Dumbledore's had the elder one like from the get-go and like the whole death plan was to end the power of the elder wand and then two like does he know about the horcruxes I think he knows about the horcruxes to an extent I don't think he knows the whole plan or the whole idea but I think he knows enough to either he knows enough to have figured it out or he knows enough that like Dumbledore gave him enough information I I think that he knows I think he's smart enough about wand lore to un to have figured out the whole um he's the master of it but does Dumbledore plan the Draco thing is that why he doesn't is that why he allows Draco to disarm him no it wasn't supposed to go like that no I know but I'm saying in the moment does Dumbledore allow Draco to disarm him Because it's so smart. It's a fail safe, right? Because if it really was Snape, then that kind of would be like suck for Harry, right? Because then the Elder Wand would have the power. Well, what they say at the end is that his plan was, no, that Draco... The Draco thing, no, but that if Snape killed him, he wouldn't really be getting the power of the wand because... He wasn't disarmed or anything. Yeah, or, like, it was, like, Dumbledore, like, 
choice kind of um okay but the the Draco thing I think he just made a decision the moment that it was better to freeze Harry than to go with the elder wand plan mm-hmm. um okay but I so what I was gonna say is I think that Snape knows the elder wand plan but doesn't like Dumbledore never told him about Horcruxes, but I think you're right in saying that he probably pieced together something along those lines. I think he could have pieced together something. Like, especially with the ring and he was the one that contained the spell. And then with Harry and his scar, like, I think he could have like put some things together. Yeah. But um, yeah, that, and yeah, you're right. I guess he would have had to know about the wand plan. Which... Speaking of that, these are my two biggest issues that I've always found an issue with, like pretty much since the second time I read this book was Mm -hmm. if you have to do this whole like wand thing to get the power of the Elder Wand, which I know that Snape doesn't even have the power of the Elder Wand right now, but like if he did, saying to the snake to kill Snape is not the same thing as taking the power of the wand. Like... I agree. That felt really contrived. And the other thing is that snake would have straight up eaten Snape. The snake wants to eat people. Like it's not going to leave him to have this moment with Harry. Like that has always bothered me. Like why did we have the first snake? The first one bothers me more. And I think the only reason she did it is so he can talk. Because if it was a symbol of Vada Kedavra, then like... Harry and him couldn't have that final moment but I just that the snake thing always bothers me because it has nothing to do with wand lore however I guess if you think about the way that Dumbledore was saying that because it was his choice to die the power would die with him that because in Voldemort's head where he thinks that killing someone We'll get him on his orders or whatever. Yeah, it was on his order. So the intent to kill is there. Therefore, he is the master of the Elder One. I see. I just don't think that Voldemort is going to use Nagini for this killing. Like, this is a commit. I I agree wholeheartedly. It doesn't make any sense. And I don't think Voldemort is taking that chance in this moment. Yeah, so that's I also don't great. think he's like so sentimental about Snape that he can't do it. Like I know he keeps saying like, "Oh, I regret this. I regret this." But like he doesn't really regret it that much. <laughs> and like it like I love that which we're about to talk about is like this last moment, but like <clears throat> what like the whole thing is like what if Harry wasn't like right there like it just it feels so contrived whereas everything else feels like really well done and like organic like this just feels like we gotta get him these memories and like this is the way we're gonna do it and it, I do think the last scene is nice I do like it the way he gets the memories it's so dramatic it's so beautiful it leads into my favorite chapter of the book I just I do love that part and I know we can't get there without this stupid like way to get there so it I agree it 100% bothers me as much as it bothers you but I like the end result so much justify or the ends justify the means yeah yeah which I feel like what you said earlier like if Snape had tried to fight in any way that could have been more natural that like the Snape the snake retaliated against Snape 
but Mm -hmm. then that would also ruin Harry getting to be like he wasn't yours (laughs) he was never yours (laughs) um but yeah he was my mother's (laughs) And this really kills me, like knowing what we know now about Lily, like that he wants to look at his eyes. Can I see your eyes? Ah! My heart, my full heart. And it's like really subtle, like. I just love the high drama of it all. Like I'm a sucker for it. I was a sucker for it when I was reading it the first time and I'm a sucker for it now. It gets me every time. It's so emotional. It's so like yearning. Oh. And I just had like a little side note because I know we make fun of the name thing a bunch. <laughs> um, and I just want to put this out there that I think that in my opinion, I think that Snape is the bravest character in the series. I just don't think Harry should name his child after him. I agree. Like, I don't know if we ever were like even disputing that, but like, we always are like, what the fuck? Like, why are you doing this? But Harry's like, I named after the two bravest people I know. I'm like, I'm not even doubting that, even though we do joke that he says that about Hagrid also. <laughs> Yeah, I just, I think Snape is one of the bravest people. I don't know that Harry needs to be naming his kid, <laughs> his kid Severus. I, I, I think a bravest character after Harry. Right. I think, honestly, it would make more sense if it was, like, Scorpius Severus. Like, if Draco names his kid after uh, Snape in some way, that makes a lot more sense to me. Yeah. Uh, I don't mind the naming thing as much as you do. I do think it's stupid. (laughs) I think it's stupid, but um, I think, again, it works to do what she wants to do, which is sort of add a closing to it. No, Uh, But for me, with that one, the ends don't justify the means. Like, like I do find it annoying, but it's not like, oh, it ruins the whole book for me that his name is. It definitely doesn't ruin anything for me. I just stand by that it's dumb, but I just want to be clear why I think it's dumb. And I, because I do think, even though I'm not a Snape, like, fangirl per se, like, I still will always say that he's, like, a super courageous character. Of course, certainly, yeah. And I like that it's a Slytherin that's, like, one of the bravest characters in the whole series. Me too. And even though I agree that his house is still Slytherin, oh, I think he's doing it in the most Slytherin way. <laughs> I think it's really nice in the movie, right by where he dies, they have a Gryffindor scarf hanging in the Shrieking Shack. Like, so he like dies with like the halo of his bravery, which I think is just like a nice set dressing for that moment. It also just like makes sense, streaking Shrek, the Marauders, like that there would be a Gryffindor scarf there. It makes sense, but it just, it's nice. Yeah, I like, like the full circle Marauders moment. Yeah. And he's in the Shrieking Shack. That's what I mean. in, yeah, yeah. yeah, he died. Wow, I've never thought about how Snape I didn't either died. until you said Snape that. Yeah. Dies in the shack where ugh, he could have died <laughs> in the shack. 
as a youth. In the love shack. Love shack. It's a little old place where we can marauders get together. Uh, <laughs> Shrink um, shack, baby. So because of all the Voldemort stuff, I kind of gave it low points. But I'll up it a bit. I'll say 76 points. Okay. Hmm? I said okay. Are you going to say yours? Oh, I gave it 100 points. Oh. And what about your other stuff? Oh, my... <laughs> Why are you acting like this is brand new? <laughs> You're like, okay, thanks for sharing. <laughs> My rat is Voldemort. Same. And my champ is Severus Snape. Same. And I'm glad we got that out there. <laughs> and my um, tattoo is um, hmm, what shall my tattoo be? Actually, mine are the green eyes. Oh wow. Or a green eye. Or the flask of memories. I think that would be a cool tattoo. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that's, I'm, I was just like trying to think of like a good one. I don't know. Oh, probably, oh, actually, I want this tattoo. I probably said this before. I want the the Whomping Willow tattoo. Oh, that's a cool tattoo. I want the Whomping Willow and I want like the Marauders like running around it, like on my thigh. Yeah. Oh that's yeah. That's my next big tattoo. But I it will not include a rat. <laughs> a deer? Oh oh dear. A deer deer. It will it will include uh, a little I want like coming around the like like a ghostly like patronus deer, like doe. But the Marauders will be full animals. Um, so next chapter, we're doing chapter 33, The Prince's Tale. That is my favorite chapter. And I'm so excited to talk about it and to read it. Oh, my goodness. Like I said last week, I'm going to I already have them. I'm going to light candles. I'm going to sit on my couch and I am just going to bask in all of the prince's tales. Beautiful majesty. I hope it holds up. I'm going to cry. <laughs> um, yeah, so feel free to drop us drop us an owl. Yeah, like I said, remember, um, be nice to your owls, take the time out. Um, our uh, owls are automatically programmed to give us a five-star um, review on iTunes. Mm -hmm. um, you could request that your owls do the same. Um, if you're watching the quiz show, tell us what you think. Oh yeah. We got a super, super secret surprise coming with that, so. If you're excited for the New Year's drop on HBO, so much to talk about. So much to talk about. All right. Well, everyone, please stay magical. Charmed, I'm sure. Mischief managed. Bum, bum, ba, bum, 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 bum.